an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Welcome back to more to it, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude, love and support, Brinks, Reach, iHeart. I, I ain't get that, me- that email, but I got a little love tap. Like, hey, you forgetting about your other partner out there. I was like, all right, love to you as well. Wally's World YouTube. Where you better hurry up and sign up and get your Wiley's World Friday swag away. This book right here on Friday. I'm going to keep the book going, but I got so many jerseys and playing cards and all these other things, like limited items from all these teams and stuff. So I'm like, got to do the book all the time, but got to switch it up a little bit. I know you guys want the book. Maybe we can make them both happen. Let's see about that. All right. Y'all know how we start off every show with what's up with that dude. Let me tell you what's up with me, man. Ah, I got to tell y'all it all. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So last night, my wife was struggling. Struggling to book a family trip to go up to Canada to see her family, especially her mom, who's not in the best of health right now. Prayers up. So one family that has three itty-bitties and another grown-up, so we six deep, going to see her sister's who also have their own families as well. Husbands and two kids each. So do you understand what's going on? It's been now three years running for us to go up there. They've come down here, but us to go up there is a whole different animal. Cause you know, they, once the kids out of school, it gets wilder, not tamer. And the kids got to go to this camp. Kids over here doing these golf lessons. Kids over here camping here. It's just crazy. And that's just one family. And then you got three in the mix. Meanwhile, mom's just sitting there like, y'all figure this out and hurry up because I need to see my grandbaby. So wife's a little triggered because when sisters are talking through stuff, this is why boys trips always happen and girls trips are epic because they rarely happen. Let me tell you, girls trips are epic because of this. It's so hard for them to just like get on the same page because they got so much on their plate. Wife, 
mama, I don't trust the house without me here. And I'm like, y'all, y'all ain't gonna never make this thing happen. So she triggered from childhood issues of them never could argue and get on the same page. I'm like, baby, chill, chill out. So we wake up this morning, it gets better. So my wife's in a good place, not a, not her best place, but she's in a good place. And then supposedly a car hits a power pole because our house goes dark. But thankfully it was this morning. So we had the sunlight coming in, but no power. I'm like, damn, I ain't gonna do the show. All this stuff going crazy, right? Kids getting dressed and they like, I'm going in the closet. Daddy, this don't work. And I'm like, we ain't got no power, damn it. So can't even heat up their oatmeal, waffles cold. I'm like, well, these are the breaks, right? So we got that going on with the wife who can't book her trip, starting to get a little annoyed. And then my daughter took it to the top. She locked us all out of her bedroom while I'm trying to get her dressed. Now my wife got to go to work. I got to get all three kids dressed, all the three kids ushered to school, to camp, and we're all locked out of her room. And I'm just sitting there like, thank God I play football. I swear to y'all, without football, I wouldn't have been able to deal with all this. Like, it felt like fourth and goal. Like everything was just coming at me. I was like, it's gonna be all right. So I showed up like 10 minutes late for my taping of the show. Courtney's still mad at me, but she loves me. And all is good. As my grandma used to say, I can hear her right now. Baby, the devil trying to steal your joy and I ain't gonna let him. All right, now speaking of stealing, let's talk about Chad Johnson. And he says he will steal Cameron Shine in sports media. Ah, then Cameron went, ch -ch, blah. No, you won't, son. So Cameron, who I love as a rapper, dip set, dip set. Ow! Damn, I love them dude. Ow! Oh, I gotta tell you my Cameron story at the end. Make sure I do. I don't know how y'all gonna remind me, but make sure I tell you my Cameron story. All right. So he issued a PSA to all the sports journalists and analysts who are threatened by the success that him and Mace have been having since they launched their show at the top of the year. Can't lie. That show got it going. It is hilarious. Cam is just gonna say whatever. Mace gonna laugh and then just punch you with some funny stuff. They look crazy, they look great, they look just like out of place, but perfectly where they should be. It's just a weird combo, but hilarious. So Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson is tweeting at Cam and he wrote, Cam, you my man, but once I finish fasting and get back in front of the camera, I'm going to dominate that space. Now, if you don't know Chad Johnson, or even if you do know Chad Johnson, any response is falling into Chad Johnson's trap, but Cameron's certainly going to blast his way through it. So that prompted a vicious response from Mr. Harlem, who in an Instagram video went in on the former wide receiver, talked about his mental health issues and his arrest for allegedly headbutting his ex-wife, Evelyn Lozada while suggesting his fast is a cover for being in rehab. <laughs> I told you Cam ain't tripping. See, you, you, you doing sports media now with a rapper. He done said it all already, right? So it's a whole nother level coming. So he said, first of all, Chad, N-words wanted me to get you pause a long time ago. Cam always gonna say pause, and Cam always gonna say the N-word, just letting y'all know. He said, I said, I ain't gonna F with Chad. He going through his little mental shit. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. I don't know what it is exactly, but I said, I'm gonna leave Chad alone, but you're effing with me. So let me ask you this, Chad, all the NFL analysts, whoever it is, Michael Strahan, ESPN Swagoo, Dan Orlowski, you coming after me 
Well, come on, N-word. <laughs> you talking about you fasting, N. You can fast and get on TV and rehab. I know an N-word who go to rehab and act like they fasting. <laughs> then he said, second of all, N <laughs> this dude came out silly, y'all. He wanted me to get you a long time ago, Chad. You moving oppie. Oppie, shun. I said, listen, you got to be careful in words who be head button <laughs> B words. God, Cam, I can't even play the video. Can't even talk about what you're saying. Damn. He said, because Chad will headbutt a girl in a minute. Oh, man. So Cameron likened him to the <laughs> R&B star who's incarcerated R. Kelly as well. You moving oppie. I ain't going to read no more because I can't even get through it. But he clowned him even more. Let me tell y'all what's going on right here, which is hilarious to me. Because Chad Johnson has yet to respond. I think this is amazing for many of reasons. But let me give you this. This is good because Chad Johnson is back. I've been waiting for Chad Johnson to come back because this is just like how he was in his playing days. Remember in his locker, he had all the, the names of the cornerbacks and he would send them gifts before the game saying I'm coming and those guys some would respond some wouldn't but they all got the business right and I'm hoping that the business of sports media gets Chad Johnson fully that dude's a character that dude is next level got to tell you my story real quick when I met him I was working out I was already in the league he was not I didn't know who he was I was working out with my NFL cats where Dorsey High, I pulled up real fancy in a Ferrari. Nobody tripping. I'm from there. So I'm in there, but that made everybody go on notice. Marcellus working out here. I'm working out and I'm looking at our wide receivers and there was somebody in the infield better than our wide receivers. I was like, who that dude right there looking silly? Had on black tights, that it. Dark as it gets, black tights, that's it. Getting it. So nobody wanted to speak to him because we in the league. We got the reputation. He come speak to us. And I was like, you know me. I'm like, dog, who that? And I went over there. I said, what's your name, man? He said, Chad. Chad Johnson. I was like, oh, nice meeting you, man. Respect to you. He said, oh, I know who you are. Big homie. Then respect to you, too. I'm just trying to get my grind. I think he was at West L.A. going to Oregon State, somewhere in between. Signed off like that. Just gave him love. And he said, respect for coming over here and saying what's up. Means a lot to me. Kept grinding. And I was like, dog, that dude's silly. I don't know who he is, if he's going to make it. But he deserved to be here right now. He better than us right now. And turns out, that's Ocho Cinco. Had that get that out. I love the fact that, hey, we having all these civil wars in sports media. Why? Because you're going to get a better product for it. How? Everyone's going to sharpen their swords. Chad going to come in here next level. Guess what? Cam and Mace already on their level. They going to sharpen up. Let's go. Let's go to war. Feeling that love, sending it back to you guys as you send it to me, man. Brinks, Reach, I Heart. Y'all know that Wireless World YouTube membership going to get you this on a Friday Swagaway. And we going to add to it going forward. But this is enough because it's a lot of love in here, man. All right, let's talk about Jalen Green right now because it sounds like y'all ain't got no love for Jalen Green. Man, y'all tripping on this dude. Maybe, maybe not. Let's talk about the video that started the social media wildfire. All right, you know how I do it. I don't wait. I ain't scared. I pull no punches. Here's the video right now. I I Okay, so look, that video is a blast from the past moments that got him uh, lit up on social media, to say the least. We saw it. it was just basically him dry humping his teammate, Josh Christopher. 
and everybody got something to say about it, including me. Now, a lot of people were left in shock about it, and you know how the divide went. There was a part of the population that sat there and said, yo, that's just a joke. That's just dudes horse playing, clowning around. And then there's the other side that said, yo, what's up with dude? And they questioned the sexual orientation, et cetera, and slammed them for it. All right, let's talk through that because this is interesting because I've had a lot of silo conversations about like the athletic world and then girls were always saying, y'all be playing too much. And I'm like, what do you mean playing too much? We play a sport. What the hell that mean? Tell the truth. Say what you mean. Oh, y'all be slapping each other booties. Y'all be acting all gay and stuff like that. And I said, oh, oh, now we going to talk about it. Here we go. So let me just start off the first thing, preface everything by this. You got to get back to a balanced space. And it's hard because a leaked video, always an L. As soon as a video leaked, I don't give a damn if it's you donating and serving at the church. People, they leaked it. We think we got a gotcha moment. We looking at it like, nah, nah, nah. It wouldn't have got leaked if it wasn't something wrong, right? So leaked videos are always an L because you think that you caught that person doing something they didn't want us to know. All right, anyway, acting gay. That's what I want to talk about. Don't act like y'all ain't never said it. And don't act like you ain't never heard it. All right, so there's a danger in that. Let me tell you the danger in that. One, the flip of it just kind of makes it obvious. Like, no one ever says you're acting heterosexual, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, what does that mean? Like, acting heterosexual, acting like I like girls, acting like, oh, I'm acting like I'm gay. I'm acting like I act boys. Because gay is still perceived as deviant behavior. So, people are looking for the indicators, the signals to sniff out, are you doing that deviant behavior? Are you acting gay? Now, I've always tripped off of people, and I have boys like this who are hypersensitive. Like, they're the ones that's on a mission to see if somebody's gay. And I'm like, dog, why are you always talking about that? The no homo crowd right out there. The Paul's crowd. Yeah, I'm talking to y'all too. Uh, everybody's like, always just on a mission to find somebody gay. When you know in your own common sense that you can't tell everybody who's gay. Don't believe me? Go to Atlanta. You ever go to Atlanta and people always say that, and you're like, then you get to Atlanta and be like, yo, I ain't no dude was gay because there is no such thing fully as acting gay. All right. So now let's get to it because we've all seen it in sports. You clap, but if they teammates might clap that butt, right? What's that about? Is that acting gay? People have always accused athletes. Why are you always slapping each other on the butt? And then we like, all right, you give that a pass, correct? So then you also seen it. Guys wrestle. Guys wrestle all the time. Guys in the locker room really wrestle. They go hard in the paint with no cameras on typically. I remember when I was playing, I was like, I ain't with all that wrestling stuff because wrestling gets you tired way too fast. And dudes know how to wrestle. Like a lot of dudes in that locker room really know that stuff. I'm like, I ain't never wrestled for real. I just know how to slam somebody because I got a muscle or two. So I was like always thinking about this. And then finally had an epiphany, y'all. Talk to me and walk with me here. Ah, you guys have any kids? I hope you do. Do you have boys? I hope you do. It's crazy to watch little boys mess around when they're in their mindless behavior because they're young and they ain't even thinking about it. They play so many games that if you were to put an adult on that in terms of label, it's acting gay, as you would say. 
my boy and his friends, they play games like when they hit each other in the butt, and then they over there and smack each other in the peckers. And I'm looking like, dog, y'all ain't supposed to be doing I said, first of all, you got to warn them and let them know what privates are, right? They don't even respect what a private is. They're like, what? Why are you tripping? So these are socialized, learned behaviors, not acting gay, but not acting quote-unquote gay. Because little kids left to themselves are touching each other with no other thought. Playing with each other with no other thought. Like just, and, and as an adult, you're like, what? hey, what's up with that? And as a kid, they like, no, what's up with you? So it's kind of interesting how cats are walking around here trying to prove no homo and pause when they get older. But boy, if we got them little videos of when they were four, five, and six left to their own natural state, you know what they were doing? Like we all were doing. I was a booger eater. I remember. I, oh, let me stop. I'm telling y'all too much. Uh, I used to be like naturally left to myself until adults conditioned you gave you learned behaviors, trained you out of stuff, man, we were all acting crazy. Now let me bring all that back to this because I wonder what do you guys think when you see that video? Do you think it's nothing? You think it's something or do you think it's everything? For me, because I've seen that even with adults, dudes in the locker room clowning, doing way too much. I had a teammate duct tape to a goalpost, butt naked, with baby powder and baby oil thrown on them. Now, all of that, you could say, oh man, that's just hazing, that's just hazing, but let's get a little more detail, squint at it. Butt naked, how do you get naked? And then when you wrestle somebody against their will, naked, ain't they naked, ain't you naked? That's all I'm saying. So sometimes I think for us to just label, to associate with something, we go too far. I think this Jalen Green video tells me nothing. It just tells me that the dude's clowning around with his boy. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm going to read it in the comments, but I know through my experience and through my eyes, I know I'm not. Plus, I got a little boy, and trust me, he don't know which way is up just yet. Nah, nah, no, no, got love for you too. Y'all remember that from nah, nah, no, 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 Somebody hit me in there. Sure. If y'all know what movie that's from, y'all my dog. God, I know, no, no, no. All right, man, let's get into it. But first, I got to give y'all that love for real. Brinks, Reach, I Heart, Wiley's World, YouTube. This book is going to be yours Friday as a member. Friday Swagger Way. Got love for you guys. All right, let's talk about Chris Russo, who got love for Jeff Van Gundy so much that it inspired him to go down the conspiracy theory lane, right? And he floats the theory that Adam Silver made ESPN fire Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, I said it. Russo is of the belief that there is more than meets the eye when it comes to Jeff Van Gundy being let go by the four letters after 17 years. Admit it, everybody. If we had to have the one that caught us most off guard of all of the firings, everybody's going to say the same name, I think, is Jeff Van Gundy. So Russo admitted that he may hold a little bias. That's his boy, former Knicks head coach for over 30 years, and he's a guest on his show a ton. So he still says something smells fishy about this situation. Quote, you're not going to convince me that ESPN and Disney boss Bob Iger woke up in the last two weeks, looked at the budget sheet, and said we got to fire Van Gundy because we got to save some money. Good point. So ESPN will never admit it. They're going to say it's our call. Nonsense. 
Why would they get rid of a great team? That team is a great team, Mike Breen. You're not going to convince me that that team that everybody likes, nobody doesn't like that team. He said it twice and flipped. I mean, is it Al McGuire, Dick Enberg, and Billy Packer? That's special. That's an all-timer. Ooh, that's going back. It's also 40 years ago. Is it John Madden and Pat Summerall? Mm. In this day and age, that team is as good as a team that you're going to find doing broadcast television, doing an event. You're not finding any team better, any better team, I should say. You're not doing it. So that leaves him with just one choice in his mind because he can't make sense out of the nonsense. He goes the conspiracy theory route. He said that leads me to the conclusion that someone in the league office must have told ESPN, I want Van Gundy out. We all know he's biting. We all know he gets on the officials. We all know he doesn't hold back with his NBA opinions. He tells you what he thinks, which is what a great broadcaster is supposed to do anyways. What is going on right now in the negotiation scenario? Hmm, ESPN and NBC and TNT, what are they doing? They're all negotiating with Commissioner Adam Silver and the NBA. So if you're asking me, little talk show host, who may not know a thing, this is just my opinion. Silver is the one who fired Van Gundy. Yeah, I said it. I want him out. You want to do the games in the next contract? Question mark. I don't want Van Gundy doing the games. I don't want him knocking the league. I want a pom-pom guy in there. Man, wow, he said a lot. He said a mouthful, a handful. So do I believe this happened? Hmm, let me explain because this does happen. Absolutely, yes. There is a vicious fight for TV rights, and I'm not going to bore you guys with the details other than obviously it's in the billions of dollars to impress one league that you deserve the rights. Here's the problem. Your competition also has billions of dollars to spend as well. So I had a conversation one time at the Super Bowl with an executive talking about TV rights and the rights to carry the Super Bowl all bundled up, right? It's described as like the Hunger Games. Let me give it to you like this. The networks will and have to do everything to win it. It's not just your price because you're not going to go out there and pay something so crazy that it's not going to make fiscal sense in terms of on your books. So you're going to see where the competition is. Two billion, 2.1, but you're still in the billions and everybody got it. So this is what they do. You ever go to the Super Bowl? Any of you guys, you know, it's a two week event, right? Especially that second week, the one leading into the game. Crazy events everywhere. Spectacle. You're like dog. It's just another game more than anything else. And y'all think it's just about brands over there and sponsors spending money to make you come and buy their products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But liquor companies and, you know, going to this venue in the club is peanuts compared to what's really at stake. What's really at stake at the Super Bowl is the team and the broadcasting team and that network that is hosting that Super Bowl, how they have to impress the NFL. So during that week, let's say Fox has it, right? Do you know how hard Fox has to do in terms of their presentation of a spectacle so that not only are we in all like, yo, that Super Bowl was amazing. And then that carries over to the broadcast. Oh, they killed it. That whole experience ties in to trying to break that tie between Fox, uh, CBS, ESPN, ABC, etc. So you can't break the tie with the money because we all got it. 
So what do they do? They go out there and compete in different ways to the point of what Mad Dog is talking about. If you're trying to impress just the commissioner, you're trying to impress Adam Silver, who has final say, if you're trying to go out there and impress and we are like, oh, what do I do with Commissioner Goodell? What do you do? To what extent? To what end do you try to impress him? Do you also get people out the way that won't make it as easy of a negotiation as it should be? Do you get people out the way who can undermine and hurt those negotiations? Man, you know that billion dollar ne negotiations and deals like this happen over brunch at a cafe? Like Silver is there, you know, and the head of Fox is sitting there and they just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, casually it's just like, yeah, so who, who, who oh, eat a French fry, yeah, yeah. So who's, who's going to be on the broadcast team? Your A team still, right? Oh, okay. Van Gundy, interesting, okay. Yeah, he has a lot to say about what, we, what we're up to, man. Very critical. That would be an interesting broadcaster here. Very interesting. Music stops right there. That's it. You ain't got to say nothing. You ain't got to say no more. They know if we're going to impress him, we know how to impress him. So I thought this was an interesting theory. I don't know if it lands and where the rubber meets the road exactly with Van Gundy, but shock factor of him being released, him being on the top team, and no replacement in sight, and this is how they do business beyond the money. Ah, Mad Dog might know something too. Mad Dog may be barking and biting up the right tree over here lying but that's an inside joke with Courtney and I she knows I'm sorry I'm just trying to tell the truth in a different way oh man thank you guys for all y'all love out there right here right there we got it Brinks we got reach we got iHeart we got Wiley World we got YouTube we got love for this book right here crack it open you gotta win it on Friday swag away now let's get into uh funking up some comments right here and let's start off with some of the responses to yesterday's topics Pretty good segment right here. I, I agree with you right there, Marcellus. Let's start with the NBA flopping rule. Is it good? Question mark. Hmm. No, says my man right here. This may be another way for refs to influence the game. KYB433, I hear you. And then Antoine says, don't like it. Just get start taking game checks. Oh, just get start taking game checks. That's right. Hit them where it will hurt the most. Look, ain't nothing worse then uh, losing a game check right there with it though is losing playing time uh so uh, you figure it out how you gonna discipline them is it that damn serious but i do understand where you don't want the referees to get into it as much as they already are into it even more here's the thing about being a referee we know it's an imperfect job but we have perfect expectations and then when they stop short of those which they always will fall short we got an issue. Now we're going to give them even more leash, more opportunity to have influence over the game. I think more bad than good will come from that because we're never going to get to a perfect place. So all we're going to look for are the issues, are the letdowns, are the failures. So good points. Let's get to Doc Rivers to ESPN where my man Gringo Star member, I think it should be Breen. Mark Jackson and alternating third. Oh, interesting. People like Doris Burke, Kevin Garnett, J.J. Reddick, Dirk, Chine Ogumake, Brent Berry, Chris Weber, Jamal Crawford, Isaiah Thomas, the OG, Magic Johnson, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, etc. Former players, coaches, entertainers, alternating as thirds. All right. And the other one says from Stephen Carl, no disrespect to Doc. 
he is good. I don't think he could be a fit in that role. However, if he is available, I'd like to see Jeff's brother Stan take that role. All right. Now you got all these people listed here and all these different networks they from and the contract. You got, you got Crips banging with bloods, talking about we peace treaty. Like all those people can't come together and do this damn network broadcast. But good thought. I love it in spirit, but nah, it, it can't work that way. Um, yeah, I can see all of them doing it because it's already got two built-in staples, right? You got Breen there and you still got Mark Jackson. So the other person, chime in, not necessarily need you as the co host. I got that. Now, Stan Van Gundy would be good too. Uh, but these cats get coaches get caught up in I'm making money not coaching or I'm making money waiting to coach and I just could chill with my feet up. So a lot of guys don't want to go back to the rigors of all that travel and just not being at home when you already got money coming in the mailbox. So I don't know if that's going to happen. All right, let's get to Stephen A. Smith next ESPN layoff with a question mark. Oh, art by creates. Ain't no way they letting Stephen A. Smith go. He low key. The only reason a lot of people watch ESPN, every clip he's in is getting clicked on whether you agree or disagree with him. And I agree with you. Everything Stephen A. Smith is going to get clicked on. I love it as well. Uh, Trey Mozzie says ESPN is a graveyard. I get what Stephen A. Smith was trying to say since he's been loyal once before like a lap dog and was canned. He's seen the easier transition to other gigs for his other co-workers and he know and he knew how much more of climb of a climb it would have to be to bounce back. He's paid higher than anyone at ESPN because he's basically their mascot. I honestly don't even like Stephen A. Smith, but I can't say anyone at ESPN works harder than him as an on-air personality. I can understand his paranoia, but to state he's being in victim mode is a reach. Smells like a little pandering for a particular sector of your audience. Ah, I felt a little shot there at the end. Ah, that shot went by me, but let's talk through it because I saw that you blasted. Um, one ESPN knows that Stephen A. Smith is that dude and he works like he's that dude. There is no slighting ESPN or Stephen A. Smith in terms of their relationship. And he was just the highest paid dude a year ago. And when his next deal is up, he'll be able to leapfrog all them dudes if he desires. I feel that way. That said, um, the reason that I just said it's a victim mentality is because if we're going to use color as something that is hindering us or holding us back or is going to make us paranoid, then that same color should stop short of being the same guy who's black who was able to get a white guy fired from his show and then tell the world he did it. Damn, I thought something was holding you back. That's flexing. Like, not only did you get rid of Max, that's one thing. But you told cats, yeah, I did it. And then that's the same guy who's now saying, uh, well, you know, being black, you got to always watch your back because you may get fired. When more white people are getting fired and who cares more or less? Everybody getting fired. Like, you know, it's crazy. Like, oh, uh, Tucker Carlson, when he got fired, I ain't hear nothing about his race. And Tucker Carlson show. Do y'all know how many people are watching Tucker Carlson? <laughs> like, it's insane. Number one show on cable and gone. And I just don't like when we get into like, oh, it's because of this. I'm like, dog, if you look around, you'll notice it's happening to everybody everywhere, no matter who you are and what you are. So I learned a long time ago, 
to never uh, like argue race with people like this because they never see your side. I'll discuss it, but I won't argue it, right? Here it goes. Um, whether it's wrong or right, I never argue with someone who sees the world in black or white. That's what my mindset is. That's what my mantra is. Because you're just going to always pick out what you need to select the perception and not looking in it totality. Yo, everybody getting hit with this. Everybody. Great comments, though, man. Always come at me, y'all, because I'm always going to just respond. That's what we do. Wally's World, Warriors Jordan Poole drama. Ooh, let's see what is going on. Sassy one. She says, Clay's exactly right, and everybody saw it last season. Poole hardly passed the ball and made dump shot making decisions. At times, it almost looked as if he were purposely <laughs> throwing games because he was in his feelings. Near the end of the season, when Steph reprimanded Poole on the sideline, should have known he was out the door. Yep. People came down hard on Dre because of the punch in practice at the beginning of the season, but I always said there was more than what met the eye in that one. Poole was always the problem and wreaked havoc on the team chemistry. Glad Golden State Warriors sent him packing. Damn. Um, yes, I'm 90 some percent with you, but it's funny. Like when things don't work out for a team that has had such success like them, first thing we look for is scapegoat. We got to blame somebody, right? It was going to be Draymond for a minute there. You remember when we blamed Draymond because he had the podcast last, not the last one that just happened, but the one that they won. Oh, Draymond. And they were down in the series. Oh, Draymond and this podcast. We got to blame somebody. It's not going well. They win the championship. That's what we say. Oh, man. That podcast didn't do nothing, man. Ain't nobody caught that. Nobody even listened to that, Draymond. You keep talking, right? So this year it's the punch. And then if we blame it, Draymond. But then Jordan Poole just looked horrible in the playoffs. Then he went and spent, what, a half a million dollars on a date with Icy Spice? Or, is that her name? Um, so I'm like, God dang, dog. Like, and that's when all of a sudden it went bad for him. It's kind of like Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is a good player. Great defensive player. Good overall player. And in his resume, he's a shooter. And everybody like, that dude sucked. Why? Because he talked trash to LeBron and looked horrible in the playoffs. Now he got paid by Houston and everybody like, why he get paid? Because y'all forgot in the process of scapegoating him and blaming him for everything. Y'all forgot that's a good player. Just like I think with Jordan Poole. He ain't look great at the end. We know. And he takes some crazy shots because he's trying to be up there with the Splash Brothers. But don't forget, he's a good player. That's why he got that big old deal. Last one is Wiley's World, Shams, and his phone screen time. He says, uh, Adam Cooper says, yo. I actually unexpectedly met Schefter in Indianapolis at an awesome steakhouse after the combine. I know that spot. He says, no phone in sight. I feel fortunate. Ha ha ha. That's real. Like, I mean, look, he probably was with some other GMs. He's like, why I got to be on my phone? They right here. You know what I mean? Who going to text me? He right here. He ain't going to call me. He right here. Uh, nah, that's love. He's on his phone probably 19 plus hours, especially doing combine trade per scenarios but not 24 hours. You caught him in that other five. All right, y'all. Let's get into this Wiley's world with our Hall of Fame members. You know, the esteemed members of Wiley's world who get the opportunity to co-host the show with me. And now we got to bring in uh, a, a literal co-host. Like he's here more than me. His name is Adrian. Bring it on, Adrian. What it do? Simon, how you doing today, man? Salute, brother. I'm good after that rough start this morning, but got to be tough when it gets rough. What's up, brother? 
Okay. We're coming in. We're not going too deep today. Got some pretty like fun questions. Kind of interesting. So okay. do, do, do you remember? If the, you um, say so yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the show detail that Kobe had on um, on ESPN plus? Damn. I remember the like the slogan. I remember the font. I remember seeing it and I never watched it. What is detail? Okay, so basically Kobe going over like um old old game film and stuff, and he basically like broke it down like to a like a very like micro level and explained everything, his thought processes, like um basically broke down like a whole play. It spent like about twenty minutes breaking it down, thought processes, why he did this, like what he expected what what he expected them to do, and like kinda like breaking down film basically. Love that. Yeah, that's dope. So I'm bringing up because um is there a way to make analytical content like that more appealing and more entertaining to the masses. Ah, great point. Um, here's the thing. Uh, I love that. I mean, that's like a deeper version. It sounds like than what I would do with that dude's dudes. And ours was lighthearted because to your point, the masses don't like to take their medicine. And I think that when you break the game down to its finer points, at times it can feel like you're taking your medicine because people don't care about that. Like the NFL, when it's three yards in a cloud of dust and it's a defensive battle and it's six to three and guys are out there playing the best D in the world. We're sitting there like boring, need to see somebody get burnt, need to see 38 points up or boring. Like we just like our fluff, right? I get it. Um, I think there's a way, uh, but I think it has to be a hybrid. I don't think you could go exclusively just, hey, Take you into this dark dungeon room, put the laser on and just go like this. That's why I'm going to do that dude's dudes again, but I know how to make it light. Like casual fans or even fans who are purists, we still want to feel the entertainment value and engagement that comes from the game. Because I could bore you to death with some technical stuff. You'd be like, God, dog, who gives a damn where your elbow is, right? And I'm like, yeah, it matters to me when I was playing the game. So you got to find that mix between I'm educating you and entertaining you. But uh, I'm going to take a stab at it this fall. I just need to get the licensing clearance <laughs> from the NFL. So Courtney, Mikey P got to work on that. But I am going to do high school and co- uh, and high school and Pop Warner for sure. Because I can put that on all day and ain't nobody going to say it's copywritten. So what about this? What if you added like a music thing to it? You know, like, you know, Ice Cube and today was a good day. Say he messed around and got a triple double, you know, maybe like throwing some musical things in there to like get people more attached to it, more like in, and that way it doesn't feel more like school. It's like um in, in, included learning or something, or more like yeah, interactive you, learning. No, I get where you're going. I mean, you basically put a soundtrack to it, a, a, another engaging element. Um, I just know on most of these broadcast channels. Uh, you're going to get copyright issues, so then you got to get into that, and then, you know, there you go. So you got to make up your own music, or you got to go to those safe sites that has the music that's kind of off-bar, that's a little different in melody that you can get through. But, yeah, what you're talking about is the integration of it all. Like, yo, at the baseline of all these sports is some amazing chess being played with human bodies. And we want to know what's going on, what made him, what motivated him to make that move. So... Um, I'm going to take a stab at it. Make sure that I stay within the lines because you can get yourself in a little bit of harm's way from the licensing, broadcasting, copywritten, and all those kind of rights. 
Got you. And speaking of rap music, um, when you listen to rap music, what are you looking for? Are you looking for like lyricists, someone who's lyrical? Are you looking for the vibes to, you know, like dance to and chill to? Or are you looking for like, oh, like so-and-so came out new album. Let's see how they um, how they grew and improved from the last album. Or yeah. what do you be listening for when you listen to new albums? Well, one, I'm going to sound like an old man hater, but I don't love rap music now because I could base it on what I used to love. And the way I used to love it, that era I still love. But now I don't love this music. And I'll tell you why. My first thing I listen to, and I've always did, is beats. Like, that's why Dr. Dre had an era. That's why the RZA had an era, right? That's why Swiss Beats had, like, you can say artists, but then that's a lot of dudes. But then there's only so few producers. Manny Fresh, like, look how many people they touch. So I was always about the beat. Soon as I hear a dope beat, I don't care what lyrics going on it. We could go all the way back to JJ Fad when I was like, Supersonic is not a great song in terms of lyrics. But the beat, boom, 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 boom. I was like, and Dr. Dre, you know what I'm saying? I was like, that's dope. And then, you know, beepers or mix a lot. That was a little, that, I'm rolling down the street. Beep, beep, beep. Just another page, just another freak. That ain't fresh like that. But that beat, da -na 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 -na, boom, beeper, da -na -na -na. That's what got me. So I would like a song that people thought was corny or whack just because the beat was banging. After beats, it is lyrics, but you ain't got to be a purist. Like, I ain't got to hear Big L all the time. Uh, respect to, to him and his greatness, the dead. But I didn't care like that much, but I loved it when I had a beat with somebody who was kicking knowledge. Ice Cube. Now I'm like in heaven. But this is why I don't like rap today. Tone. Like the exchange of energy. Like, where are you taking me? Like, public enemy? Yes! The rhythm, the rebel. Like, what? I'm in a positive space. I, I, I got courage. I'm strong. Like, it just takes me somewhere good. When I hear it now, between every... I got the Draco coming around here. I pop, pop, pop. I look at them. Duck, duck. I'm like, ah, I, maybe I'm old or maybe y'all's story is getting old. Like, I just don't want to put on something that I got to... Think about losing my life all day about, <laughs> think about like senseless, I'm gonna take your girl cause she out with me. And like, uh, I got more money than you and I know these dudes ain't got that much. I'm like, uh, like I'm just too old, maybe too wise or I'm overthinking it. But the tone is the last thing I look for. And right now, the tone of rap, other than the girl rappers in general, city girls and make, like the girl rappers right now, love them. Cause they beats, they be using all these old school beats and just be banging them. So other than that, I'm kind of still stuck in the old school. So what do you think about like the, the Drake's and the, like Kendrick's and the J. Cole's who more are, well, actually they're all very different, but like people say like pe people who like J. Cole aren't really feeling like Kendrick all the time. You know, I feel, I feel like it's, it's like a um, Jordan LeBron situation where you're not allowed to like both because they're so different from two apples from the same tree, but people don't feel that way. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'll tell you how it go. Drake is insane to me. You want to know how? Just go somewhere. Lock yourself in a room and then just imagine his entire catalog playing. Or just go to Drake Essentials. And then when you get down to song 38, it's still banging. You're like, dog, when he going to slow down? This sucker's insane. For me, Drake is tacos. Like, that's just like, he's on taco level. Like, argh, I eat up every song Drake got going. It's sick. Then I get to Kendrick, and he likes steak. 
Like I like, like it's good for me too, right? Give me lean. If I eat steak, oh, I'm all lean, tough, muscular, fit. Um, but it, there's something about it that I'm like, hmm, doesn't have a, you know, it doesn't have that sugar element to it. Like something else that makes it, you know, that's why I go steak and potatoes, right? Steak and fries, you know, steak and mac and cheese. Like steak got to have something else with it. Or you're going to be like, hmm. And I just like, well, Kendrick, I love it. But then sometimes I'll be like, damn, I just went to a poetry slam or something. J. Cole is my meatloaf. Like I like it and I know why everybody else loves it. But for me, I throw a lot of ketchup on it. And then I'm like, all right, it's cool. It's cool. But um, for me, J. Cole, he got songs. He got bars. He spits. But he just doesn't hit me. Why? Because I'm a beats guy. And J. Cole, I don't think he cares as much about his beats. If so, he don't care enough about me liking his beats. That's it. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm oh. a J. Cole fan, so you know. Oh. And But my, my last question is kind of Ketchup. bigger than, or not. <laughs> <laughs> but not, okay, so um, what do you think is the next evolution as far as the next innovation in the four major sports? Like we had the, the three-point line a long time ago or mm. in football. Actually, I don't know what happened in football. Or ba- baseball ha- has the shot clock kick now or they have the pitch clock thing. So yeah. what, like, what do you think is the next big thing? as far as making sports more entertaining, more watchable, and just a better product? Mm, um, I think it's happening in the technology around it. Let me start there, how we're digesting it. Um, I mean, it's kind of wild that, one, everyone goes to the games, right? Attendance is up. We can see it. Everyone's at the game. But everyone at the game is not there for the game. you got to have Wi-Fi in your stadium. SoFi has spent, I think, a million dollars on their Wi-Fi. No lie. At SoFi, the Wi-Fi is so fast, you don't even hit enter into the website you want to see, and you're already there, dog. You'd be like, damn. Like, I mean, you, you have to witness it. It's, it's the fastest thing ever. But that's a part of the experience. All of those 200 suites is just different experiences. Like, they literally say, come to the game, and the game is the backdrop. You know, just look up when it's a big, big play and look up when you want to know the score. Other than that, entertain yourself. Meanwhile, we're at home and now we've chopped it up so many ways. Red zone. I'm not watching the whole game. Just give me all the games and the highlights, right? Or if you're watching one game, you're getting robbed of all the others. Unless you're into the multi-mix. Then you ain't really watching anything because you're looking at that one, then that one, then that one, then that one. What happened in that game? I don't know. I forgot because I'm looking at that one. So um, that's what's happening in technology. They're just slicing us up. they chunking us up. On the field, the biggest thing that has happened recently is what's happened to the kickoff in, in football. Like it's gone. Like that's some, I made my way in the NFL first on kickoff. Now that's gone. It's just big old strong dudes, fast dudes running down the field, jogging basically like whatever this play doesn't count. They took away a play. Like that's insane to me. Uh, what would they do next? There's some rigging somehow to get more offensive scoring, but they're in a good place right now, so I don't think there's an issue. But somehow, some way, just like in baseball, the home runs, those, those moments, we got to have the big plays in football as well. Whenever you see the big play go away, they're going to make big changes to make sure that big play stays. Okay, so do you feel like the major sports are in a good spot as they are, especially with baseball having a pitch clock now and the game's taking a half hour less than usual? 
Yeah, I think and what in office rising. Well, we we know that the NFL is a national holiday multiple times a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, we talk about oh, what's the next holiday? Mm-hmm. Labor Day, and then oh oh, football starting, and we got Thursday. <laughs> we go, we have Saturday sometimes, Sunday, Monday. It's a real thing. Um, football's in an amazing spot because the line is around the corner for people who want to play all these high school kids, and frankly, the lines around the corner in terms of us as consumers wanting to be at the games, watch the games at home, or buy the merch and just root for your team, fantasy team. You know, you got to get into your fantasy league, etc. So football's an amazing place. NBA, interesting. Um, the transition. Uh, LeBron is, you know, sooner or later is going to be a wrap. Um, I, I think right now it's kind of like feel like we're stabilized. Not plateau, but just we're in cruising altitude right now. I don't think they're still soaring. Um, but even though there are some metrics that show there was greater numbers, uh, but I think it's like right now NBA is eh. uh, now let's get to baseball. Now I'm not the expert to talk about it, but I know it's been regionalized. I know it's for this segments. They're trying to appeal to who their locale is, not the national sport. It used to be not the national pastime. It used to be, uh, but still making a ton of money. So that's all that matters. All right, Adrian, get off the damn Get off the damn TV screen. People gonna think this is your show. <laughs> now let me stop. I appreciate you, brother. Your questions are always amazing, man. Uh, Cobra somewhere writing down his questions right now because y'all are in competition. All right, let's get Adrian out of here and get Mikey P in here for the for Mikey P with some Philadelphia shirt. I'm sure. If not, it's gonna be plain and simple. He either it's a Philly shirt or nothing. Oh, nothing. <laughs> Spot on. Spot on. Man, this mm. this Hall of Famer battle is something of greatness, right? Oh, my god. Battle goodness. anybody. I don't care who you think. I love it. I love it. Go get it. Man, I expect Cobra tomorrow, but I'll keep this brief for you, all right? I got another Woj bomb. All right. Okay. Adrian Wojnarowski. Damian Lillard's agent told teams not to trade for the Blazers point guard amidst he rumors per Woj, Dame's agent Aaron Goodwin has warned teams other than the Miami Heat against trading for Lillard because they would be acquiring an unhappy player. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. So, would you proceed with caution here, or do you think this is just the quote unquote time honored agent maneuver where they try to get their guy to the destination they want? Um, and do you think GMs are going to have pause here making a deal for him? Yeah, I don't think any GM wants Damian Lillard his first shot in quote-unquote free agency, basically through trade, though, in a new landing spot, and he's not smiling from hello. Like, nobody's going – now, You do you buy the report is the only question. Because if you do, hell no, nah, you can't bring him in here because you don't want him to get there – and you're going to face adversity. I don't care where you go. You're not going 82 and 0. And then you guys go through a dry spell. And Damian Lillard is a notch off of full commitment because he don't want to be there. Like, he's a human being before all this baller and Dame Dollar stuff. And any of us in any situation we don't fully want to be in are not the best version of ourselves. Let's just say that, right? You Facts. can be short. You're short with your teammate. You're like, yeah, man, yeah. Instead of, oh, what do you need? What's going on? Do you all know that play? You know, it's a whole different animal. And that just starts to domino. So, look, we know that they're playing a negotiation tactic because Woj is like, dog, 
it makes no sense for him to just say Miami and his agent is like, well, it doesn't make sense, but it does because he already got his money and he gonna get his money. He wants to go there. Do not let all these other people think they got a shot at hollering that Dame dollar. It ain't that kind of party. So then the follow up is this because we love Dame here and he's your boy. So does this particular play by Dame's team upset you? That he's playing like sour apples before he gets there a little bit. No, and, and do no. you buy the report? Really? Do you buy it? As you said. No, I mean, I, I look at these reports in sports. Like I look at transactions in the real world business, wall street, you know, like we don't, and I don't know why we don't like, I know so many people, CEOs, managers, VPs, execs will wake up in the morning. And be like, ah, it's time to move on. Time to dust off the resume and, see some new horizons, right? And they do it and they get a golden parachute when they do it. (laughs) Or if they retire, just wake up. I'm done with this too much work. Golden parachute. Oh, we loved you so much. But then an athlete wakes up like, man, we ain't doing nothing over here. And I've been here 11 years. This is a wrap. Let me go somewhere else. Who are you? You know why? Because people don't have a real deep respect for athletes. And I don't want to go too long winded. Even though everyone wants to be the athlete for the rewards and damn, look at you, you're in shape, you're getting all that money, all the girls think you're cute. At the same time, people don't respect the athlete because they be like, he ain't smart. Like the whole dumb jock thing comes into play. When the guy tells you where he wants to go, you immediately undermine him because you're like, he don't know. And who is he? And he had it too easy. All he did was dribble. And like, because there's like a ton of resentment and a lack of respect. So I, I've always dealt with that. Largely why I went to Columbia is to shut up some of those people who was going to be like, you dumb jock. Oh, where? Oh, what? What school again? <laughs> like, yeah, fool. Shut up. Don't mean I'm smarter than you. And I don't even go there. I just be laughing at them, choke on their own words. Like, I'm, 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 yeah, dude. Like, what you thinking? So I wish that fans would understand a little more that you do it in your life. Why can't Dane Dollar do it in his life? That's what we got you for, big dog. That's right. That's right. Appreciate you, Mikey P. Go get you some iron-on letters. P-H-I. I know you're going to come. <laughs> I, I well, know what else do you expect better. when you work in sports, right? My whole wardrobe is Philly, Temple, and then generic. That's it. So now I got to get some. I got to get oh, never yeah. show stuff. Go. That's right, Court. Yeah, That's I right. think you get a discount. I think you do. So She's taking care <laughs> of me. I hear. Oh, man. Appreciate you, big dog. Oh, man. Oh, you too, Mikey man. P, crazy. Uh, y'all know how we finish every show. We finish it with a Wiley-ism. Y'all remember them honeycomb? Do y'all remember that honeycomb cereal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not small. No, no, no. Honeycomb's got a big, big taste. Big, something else in a big, big bite. And then and you dig your hand in the bottom of that box. You come out of there. You got them iron-on letters. I used to hit my shirts all the time with them letters. All right. Let's get into this Wiley-ism right now. Let's hit that. Good people are hard to find, but easy to spot. Mm, yes, man, who hasn't been here before? Like you get to a new situation, you know, a lot of people come to LA and they stay in LA, but they're not from LA. And I'm like, all right. And they always say the same lazy narratives, but they are tried and true. One of them is, oh, everybody in LA act Hollywood. We know that's not true, but you hear that, right? Everybody in LA got money and everybody got a Mercedes, a BMW, a Tesla. 
That's not true, but everyone says that, right? You know, another thing is not true, that there are no good people out here. First question I always ask when someone says that, and I'm like, are you a good person? Well, yeah, but, and I'm like, here we go. So you're the only one? You're the only one that showed up that's a good person. They're out there. They're hard to find, but they're easy to spot. So maybe if you're not spotting them, you're in the wrong spot. Ooh, you may be putting yourself in bad situations trying to find like people. Maybe those ain't the people that go there. Or maybe you are keeping yourself reserved to a point where you don't even show how good a person you are. And guess what? Everybody else around you doing the same damn thing. This is why I've always been the one that walks in. Hey, what's up, y'all? Or shake a hand or just break the the whole ice of the room. Because I know there are gems in there. I know there are good people in there. I know that there's an amazing experience to be had in there. But everybody waits up on the wall. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like waiting for the first person to go on the dance floor and then like, Y'all see it at every party, don't y'all? Y'all got to get two, three drinks in you. Everybody's sitting on the outside doing this, knowing that she pretty, but you waiting. You're going to wait too long, and one of them NBA dudes going to come in here. It's a wrap. Let me stop. And then you just waiting. And then all of a sudden, there's one dude that's just sitting there. He finished that Long Island. And you know, then he start doing this. And he's just start. You're like, oh, he out there. And then, uh, and then, and then some girl, some girl be like, oh, he ain't scared me either. And then she out there. And then they friends come. I'm like, that's so typical. That's so typical. Good, good for them too. But the rest of y'all whack. What y'all waiting for? Just go out there. So just remember when you're in situations you don't like what you're seeing, you don't like what you're hearing, you don't like what you're feeling, make sure you're displaying exactly what you want, displaying what you're like. A lot of times that doesn't happen. We all sit here on the wall and never get to dancing and exchanging that love. So remember when you're out in them streets, you anywhere. Good people are hard to find, but easy to spot. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge, now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. 
At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.